0: Bible with me. You've got one. Let's see where we can go. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We won't get there for a while, but hallelujah. I hope you treated your kin folks right. I can never even hope they'll treat you right, but, but uh, we can act right. Life is not an action, it's a reaction. Amen. Now we said this, and we're, gonna, we're, in, we're in a series called The I Am Essential. Everything matters about who you are. Not even that, who you are, but who you know that you are. Right. Let's, med- let's meditate on that. It doesn't matter who I am, it's who I think I am, who I know I am, who I act like I am. Because right. if you act like a worm, <laughs> even though you're the righteousness of God in Him, you're going you're gonna to live a wormy life. So we, we quoted Bill Johnson. He's with Bethel out in California in the world. He said, I cannot afford... Bill said, I cannot afford to have a thought in my head about me. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head about me that is not his. So we're working stuff out. Failure. They hurt me. Well, yeah, a preacher hurt me, an elder hurt me, a trustee, a deacon, just a Christian hurt me. Well, I just can't get over it. We're working that out. You can't just say, I I worked it out. I just got up this morning and worked it out. Well, it doesn't work that way. Stuff goes in slow, and stuff goes out slow. So we have to always be under the Word of God, always be under the auspices of the Holy Ghost to work stuff in and work stuff out. So we're working in victory. We're working in success. We're working in it doesn't matter how bad my past was. I've I've got a future right now. It doesn't matter what the devil did. It doesn't matter what Aunt Nina said to me. It doesn't matter what they, how they cheated me. It doesn't matter. Jesus is Lord. And he's never fell off the throne. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I'm going to go a different way this morning. My job, I tell you all, all the time, my job, my job is in Hebrews, to provoke one another to love and good works. Well, that word provoke is the operative word. I'm a, I'm a provoker. Hallelujah. The devil can provoke, so we just ignore him, but we're provoked to love. I'm daring you. I'm daring you to love in good works. I'm daring you to leave a failure life, a, a hurt life. A, a, they, they, they did bad things to me. I'm, I'm provoking you to leave a victim life behind you. I used to be this, and I, I, this is what happened to me. Well, you got a story, but we all got a story. Everybody that's got a victory in their life has your story or worse. Yeah, well, they, they must have been born rich or they must have been successful. Their daddy set them up. Not likely. If anybody did it in Jesus, you can do it in Jesus. He's the great equalizer. He fixes everything. Well, I, I, my mama died. My daddy treated me bad. And I, my brother did this. And... There, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your start is. Your matter is well, how you finish. And so we've got to finish in Him. Because there is no good finish without Him. He's the only way, He's the only method or the path to having a good finish. Amen. Amen. So we just keep peeling us off, the weakness, the little, the hurt, the disappointment. We just keep pulling that off. You can't live here. Your time is up. Disappointment, your time is up. And sometimes stuff comes up that you didn't know was there. Somebody will do something or say something, and you'll blurp it out. Well, out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth did speak. And so you, you find it. It's like taking a flashlight into a closet, dark closet. You find stuff. And so when you, when you hear that, you don't just say, Well, how about that? Where'd that come from? It was in there. And you go, that's in there. I got to get it out. Because it's it's working behind the scenes against me. Amen. So wouldn't it be wonderful? Now, here's my question. River Church, I have a question for you again. Wouldn't it be wonderful to live a life that's not moved by offense, Wouldn't it be wonderful to live above offense? Well, they said something to me. Or what did they mean by that? Or body language. I saw them roll their eyes. Could have been there was a a hair in their head or their eye or something. (laughs) They didn't roll it. They just was trying to get relief. Hallelujah. Uh, so, So we're growing. We're being strengthened by him in our inner man. So that so that things that are said or done or things that are not said or not done don't move us. We're moved by the word of God. What does it say about me? That's who I am. That's what I believe. That's where I stand. I don't I'm not rattled by what you think. Well who who cares what you think? <laughs> you got you kind of gotta get a, a, a raggedy attitude about I don't care what you think, but I'll listen to it if you want to say it, but it doesn't move me. I know who I am. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm not a servant. There's no servants in the born-again community. There's no handmaidens. Y'all, that's all. There's no armor bearers. That's all Old Testament. But here we are. We don't need a priest to get to God. Jesus. 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 He takes us straight there. So what if we lived a life, what if you had an unencumbered life that when somebody slips and says something, I've done that. I have had it done to me where you think you turn the phone off. <laughs> I hung up. No, you just laid it down. And they're sitting there listening to you. And you go, oh my goodness. But, I find that I've always told the truth. I wasn't calling them a, you know what, you know what. But so so what would it be like? What is your goal to live? Well, I need to have all my bills paid, and I need to have my body healed. Well, yes, and yes, and I, I need to, to have my job work out. Well, yes, and I need my kids to like me. Well, maybe. You know, all that stuff is out there. But what if you just lived a life that you were, Above people's opinions and their negatives and their stuff. What have you just lived that when they said, I I I think you're a I think you're a sorry, no good, this and that, and you go, well, duly noted, duly noted. I note your your criticism and your your opinion, but but no offense taken. I've already been in the book and knew and found out and and reinforced the truth. And I'm free. And you're not going to bind me up. So we would have a life that would have no retaliation in it. Uh-oh. I'm meddling now. But it's early in the message. I can I can go back around it, you know, around the bend and we'll fix this at the end. But right now we're going to meddle a little bit. Where you had a life of no retaliation. The word for that in the is revenge. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> I can do that, can't I? Can you do that in church, baby? Okay, okay. <laughs> so and there's no there's no there's no threat of separation. Well, if you're gonna say that about me, therefore. And we go to the therefore. I will separate from you in some way. I won't do this and I won't bless you that and whatever. Wouldn't that be a marvelous life, family? Wouldn't that be a marvelous life to live above? Wouldn't that be a marvelous life to live above that? And just say, it doesn't matter, I've come to bless. And if you didn't come to bless, I've come to bless. (laughs) And you you just leave that situation free, on top. Pay no attention. Knowing, knowing it was a little voice, it was a little man that said those things, a little man or a little woman that said those things. They're little. They're trying to get themselves big by putting you down. They're trying to raise themselves up by saying, well, you do it too, just a different way. And you go, oh, bless your heart. You need more Jesus. You need way more Jesus. Isn't that the truth? They do. We do. We all do. We've all been there. We've all. We're not like well, yeah, those little people. We've all been little people. We've all been damaged. We've all been waylaid, and it hurt, and it hurt too long, and we were useless in that period of time. We were useless because we were occupied. Some a renter had moved in and had seventeen dogs and three or four cats, and you know, and they're just everywhere. You know what I think about that. Hallelujah. So you get nothing done because you're. <coughs> I wrote in my book, I thought I'd write my book. And so I, I, I. One of my things I wrote in my book is love the truth even when its light shines on your own darkness. Never despise the messenger of truth, for he only desires for you to be set free and free indeed. Another thing I wrote is the convenient man. I'm on the convenient man right now. The convenient man surrounds himself with those that never provoke his life. The enduring man welcomes, invites those challengers to eviscerate his own mere man. You got truth to say to me? I welcome it. Speak it in love, and it'll go down easier. But I want want the light to shine on my dark. And it doesn't matter who God sends it with. So a lot of men don't like their wives telling them the truth. Wow, well, wow, well, I'm, I'm the man. I'm the husband. I'm the, I'm, I'm, old oh, blatherer. Just shut up. Just shut up. This is going to be an interesting message before we get this out. Hallelujah. So identity is living who you are not what others make you. Anyone that ever tries to identify you will always make you smaller than what the Lord Jesus has commissioned for you. They will, never, they will never overdo. Don't do that. The Lord doesn't even do that. Yes, he does. Everything that's good and right and big and powerful and strong and good and promoting, that's, that comes from the kingdom. So never let someone describe you or identify you. Because they'll always make you too little. Let him alone be your identity. Because we were birthed by his spirit. We have his DNA. You're not just born again as a decision. Next, next. No, we're born again just like we all understand how we're born. We're born again. We're born of the Father were born of the Father. And so he doesn't have bastard children. He doesn't have kids that, that got got in another way. Well they they did good works, but they, they didn't ask Jesus in their life, so they're they're in the kingdom. No, there's none of that. There's none of that. Not all, all of not all of God's children act nice. I know several of them, matter of fact. <laughs> But it didn't matter because I didn't used to act nice. Y'all say amen at that part. You, you did too. I, I, this is going to be, we, we need more time, Lord. We need more time. So here's my question. Here's my question. I, I provoked it last week, put it out there, and, and we didn't get to it. But what is it in the Bible? What is it, a word of the Lord, that irks you or aggravates you? Or bothers you? What is it, the scripture, that you just never go and say, this is a nice scripture, let's study this one today. Denominational people have lots of them. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I speak with tongues more than you all. They, they, that's not their favorite scripture. What is yours that you just don't like to talk about, or like to study, or like to Quote when you go to your faith mountain and say, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. What is it that you don't use? I think we have an incomplete man or an incomplete identity when there's things that we leave out because we just don't like that. And it's not because Jesus is too big, it's because we're too little. It's because we just don't want to believe that. It's like someone that that drives a really, really nice car, and we look at them and go, hmm, you ever done that? Well, sure you have. Hmm, who do they, you don't say it, but who do they think they are driving that or living in that? Oh, you, you, you righteous people, hallelujah. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 8. We're going to step off in it. You go, but this is the Christmas season. Be nice. He strengthens us by his might in our inner man. Chapter chapter, 8, verse 9. Okay. We looked at this one last week. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Now, see, there's some people that have trouble with that. For your sakes he became poor. Why? That ye through his poverty, through his beggarliness, through his indigency, might make you rich. And you can hardly know how many people have taken that word rich and looked it up and, and, and misappropriated it and said, well, that means spiritually rich what in thunder is that what is that what when you look at something and say that's a dog or that's spiritually rich what are you pointing at spiritually rich the bible look it up look at it's in the greek it's in the it's in i don't know greek you don't know greek but we can read so we look it up and and the word means i wrote it down in here it means abundance it means wealth that he became poor beggarly that you, through his beggarliness, might be made rich. In other words, it was substitution. It was identification. He became who we were so that we could become who he was. But still, people don't, they have this rich thing, this thing about Christians ought to be easy, easy. And and there is is a, a carnal thing where Christians sometimes just, they have the wrong motive about it. But like Lynn said, it takes a lot of stuff to keep us all going. If you sow seed everywhere you want to, especially in this season, if you fulfill your heart, you come to somebody on your list and you say, there, there's, there's uh, uh, Susan or Lisa or, or someone, you go, okay, Lord, what is it? I don't know how y'all do it, but what, what is it? What, what meets... My need to sow a seed for them. What, what, how does the blessing come out in me? So that's like looking at the menu at the restaurant on the left side. Right. You're not looking at the prices. You're not looking at, you know. And so we, we sowed something into somebody uh, and yesterday. And it, it, it bloweth them away. <laughs> it's like, what? Why would you spend that on me? Why would you do that? Why, why, why? So we don't really want to be that way. We want to all be decently in order. Okay, that didn't get very far. Look, turn the page, go to chapter 9, verse 8. And they, God is able, Lynn quoted this, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Y'all, y'all are okay with that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, God, all grace. All, right, right here, right here. Bring it, bring it, more, more, more grace. We, yes, sir. Well, why? That ye having all sufficiency in all things may abound. That word abound is not just like get along. It means what we think it means. It means way over that. It means exceeding abundantly above. It means more than you need because there's going to be a need that's more than you have and so it gives you more than you need so that you'll have all that you need so so it's like we think we think in little terms and then when something comes along then we we release our lives to people based on little things and so we have little lives and we 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 demonstrate a little life how am i doing brother <laughs> So we don't like that all-sufficiency in all things, except to say in general terms, in general terms. But if we go to Malachi and we, we say, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. That's the Old Testament part of it, that, that they literally would bring the tithe of their lambs, their ox, their whatever, whatever they had to bring there. And the, and the Levite tribes, which did not get a piece of land in the big apportionment, the Levites got to be a part. Their, their, their living came from the tithes of the people. And so he said that there may be meat in mine house. Bring the tithe because it's gonna, it's gonna, we're going to have supper at the Levites' house. But then he said, for you that come and bring it, I will open the windows of heaven. Well, that's a, that's a broad term, but you can't make it little. You can't make windows of heaven little. Oh, yeah, the little, the little windows, the little, uh, God's windows, God's little windows. God, he's going to open it. It's, you know, flap, flap. He's going to open. No, you, you, nobody thinks that way. And then he says, I will pour you out a blessing, a blessing. The word there is benediction. It means a spoken word. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. What, what do you need? He said, if you're a tither. Here's how God does the tither." He thinks, this is God's math, he thinks that if you bring 10% of your increase, say increase. Increase. If he thinks that if you bring 10% with a joyful and cheerful heart, you're all about it, like I'm I'm going to church today. I'm taking my increase. 10%, just 10%. If you bring 10%, he writes it in the books, you know, about the heavenly books. He He writes down that you brought it all. House, car, TV, the vase, your new pocket knife. He thinks, he writes it down, he brought it all. Because if a man, by faith and cheerfully, can bring 10%, his heart has opened where he would have brought it all. Now, it's, it's an accounting nightmare to, for you to bring it all and say, here's the deed to my house, and here's my car title, and here's all this stuff. So he doesn't do it. He said, just bring me a security deposit. Bring with a good heart, a cheerful heart. Be happy about it. Woo-hoo! A cheer, the Amplified said, a cheerful, prompt-to-do-it giver. Can't wait. I got, the, I got my increase on Monday, and Monday morning I wrote out the check didn't wait until we saw what the electric bill was going to be this month didn't wait for that you can't get cheerful about that the saddest thing on the planet is when a man is giving and he's sad that's the that's the curse that is the that is a curse when a man gives and he's unhappy arr, arr. <laughs> so he thinks you brought it all so when you th- When he thinks you brought it all, guess what he thinks? He thinks, I'm going to bring it all. Because he can't have you bringing it all and him saying, well, you know, these times that we're in, there's more Christians and we're having a pull on this heavenly account. When you bring it all, he brings it all. So why do we have trouble with that? Why do we not speak to our need and say, I'm a tither. I'm a covenant man. I have, I have shaken my words in his word, and I have bound myself to him. And the truth is, the truth is, what he has is mine, because what I have is his. Therefore, and that's whatever comes after therefore, is your faith. Therefore, my need is supplied and overflowing. I have all sufficiency in all things. I abound every good work. Now, I'm not talking about money this morning. I'm talking about attitude. I'm talking about who you are. Who, who am I? Well, it's just me and mama. We're just little, little people over here. We don't bother nobody. We just want to get a little cabin on the other side when we leave. That's not who we are. Bless God, we're paying everybody's house off. Who ever thought of that? Whoever in this room ever thought I'm going to pay people's house off. Oh, that would be Ephesians 3:20 exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think. I'm going to pay some people's houses off. Well, how many? Well, just the paperwork takes 3 or 4 days, so it's going to take me a few. John 16:23 would you turn there? I'm making my point. That's all I'm doing. Making my point. You, y'all are way spiritual. You get, you get the point. 16:23. Here's a scripture that people kind of have an aggravation with. It irks them, or it uh, bothers them a little bit. And not really, they love it. Oh, I love that scripture. I love it. But you never, you only love what you invoke, what you use. If you have four pocket knives on your on your little desk thing, that you put in one of them in your pocket. The one you put in your pockets, the one you love. So we, we love all four of them, but we only take one of them with us. So in verse 23, it said, In that day shall ye ask me nothing, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you. So he's going on record. It's one thing to say it on a dark place and say, I, I, If you'll give me this, I'll give you that, and we'll, we'll make a deal, and nobody knows. But the Lord Jesus went on record. He said, 2,000 years from now, hold me to it, I went on record. It's like it went to the courthouse, and you can go and look at it and say, what's this man's deed, and what's this man's uh, property and everything? And they go, yeah, this is what he has. He went on record. He said, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Let's read that part there together. Well, I just, just for aggravation's sake, just to... Scratch that itch. Ready, read. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Okay, now first person. Whatsoever I shall ask the Father in his name, he will give it me. Well, now that's handy. This is a handy scripture. This is a handy promise because it's got that whatsoever on it. But people don't like the whatsoever. Whatsoever. They like it when when you're down to your last little bean and your last little loaf of bread or your last little toast. You know, the Lord might throw you a crumb. They like that. But we don't. We say if you said it, you must have meant it. And you should have meant it. You shouldn't have wrote it down if you didn't mean it. Now, that's how I think. Now, if you wrote it down, you you shouldn't have wrote it down if you didn't mean it. But if you wrote it down, I'm going to assume you meant it. Can you back it? That's what I always say. God, can you back it? And then he takes you through the sacrifice, the price that he gave. He became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. That by his stripes, by his stripes, what he identified, he identified with us. Ye are healed. So I could identify with him. Oh. You already paid. You already parceled out. Some of y'all are liking this better than others, but but if you'll just let this soak in. So so here's the question I'm going to ask, another question. What has been spoken to you? What has God spoken to you? Because he spoke this in John 16, 23. He spoke it to us. Whatsoever you ask in my name, he will give it. What has he spoken to you? What, what, is, what is in your recipe box, so to speak? What is in your file of, this is what the Lord spoke to me. I'm, I'm getting ready for 24. And we need to, at the end of the year, gather th- everything up that's been undone, that we've let go. We've been busy. We've been distracted. We've been, we've been other things, and we let some things go. Oh, y'all are just barely there. So what are you saying and what are you not saying about what he said? Everything depends on what you say and what you don't say about what he said. Everything in your future. It's not like, "Lord, I'm trying not to drink anymore. I'm trying not to smoke. I'm trying to run, run I'm not trying to date girls that do" and stuff like that. It's it's not that. It's what you are saying that has made your future, your present and what will make your future. You go that's too simple. That is the point. The gospel is simple. The gospel is easy or it's not the gospel. Romans 4. Let's go to Romans. We're just we're giddy up in here. Ah. When I was farming, we we would cheat. We would cheat on our our vehicles. Oh yeah. I was a scoundrel and uh yeah, so that when you traded in your pickup that had been over the farm and carried and pulled and everything, you know, 100,000 miles, that pickup was no good at all. So we bought from Gen- General Motors, we bought what's called a halfer. And we put it, would put it in line with the, from the transmission to the cable that would run up to the odometer. And so when you were going 70, the odometer, the uh, speedometer would say 35. But when you went 10 miles, it would just say you got five. Got to remember what I was saying that for. <laughs> yeah, I, we did that. We did that. We, there's a lot of ways to cheat. And if you're open to it, you can know a bunch of them. I'm not that man anymore. So we've been putting a heifer on the scriptures. Well, that's just a little too much. I, I wouldn't want that. Here's, here's how some people think. I've heard them. Now, all these things, I've heard them. Said, I wouldn't want the Lord to expect that much out of me. If I ask Him for the whole farm, the whole whatsoever, what is He going to ask of me? Oh, well, sir, He's already asked it of you. It's called everything. He wants your whole life, He wants lordship out of you. That's, yeah, you go, well, I don't want to do lordship. Well, you shouldn't be asking for anything, then you should get saved. Romans 4. Okay, we're, we're here again. As it is written, talking about Abraham. As it is written, so something in the Old Testament has been written, and we're quoting it here. As it is written, I have made thee, Abram, I have made thee a father of many nations. He made him a father before he had children. Isn't that interesting? Would he make you a father before you had children, in the sense of things? Would, would, he, would he call you supplied before you had any money? Would he call you healed before you had any relief? Ah, that's how he operates because he even goes on to say, uh, before God whom he believed, even God who quickens debt and who calleth things that be not as though they were. So God marks you first and then when we believe it, we agree with what he marked us with. If he says you're rich and you're not rich, (laughs) <laughs> you have to agree with him in order to get what him said. Well, I don't feel rich. Well, he said you were. That's who you are. And who you are is what you have and what you can do. So who you are? Who are you? Well, I'm just an old, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Okay, well, they don't have much. They can't do much. They're always in trouble. Y'all know these old sinners saved by grace. They're always in trouble. They're always calling on you to bail them out. Who against hope, verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, that he might put on who God said he was, so that he, so that according to that which was spoken. What was spoken, so that so shall thy seed be. What was spoken? So that's how we just found out the recipe. You want to build a coconut cake? One thing for sure that I know, you've got to have some coconut. We just, we just, It's just not going to work out. This is lemon meringue. This is lemon extract. Will it work? No. So we've got to do it God's way. The recipe is, is he calls you who you are in the new birth, and then we agree with it. That's called faith. Before we feel it, before we see it, before we, we know it in our natural, before we can put our arms around it, it's called faith. When you agree with God according to his word against your circumstances, it, the Bible calls that faith. You call things that be not as if they were, the same as. So Sarah was calling her husband father of many nations. And there was no kids There was no high chair. There was no play school. There was no nothing. And yet, they were walking around saying, hey, big guy, with many kids. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Hey, sweet princess, mother of many. They were, they, y'all go, this isn't the Bible. It sure is. That's what, that's, it is. Got to read between the lines just a little bit. Uh, and so, uh, and verse 19, let's see if we're going to verse 19. Yes, we are, and, and being not weak in faith. So he did what faith does. Are you, am I doing what faith does? Or do you have to see it before you'll say it? Let me ask you, do you have to see it before you'll say it? No. because there's a place marker. There's, a, there's something holding the place of seeing it, And it's called faith. It's what you, it's what God has said. He's he's just as good as the the real, the actual, the the I can see it, I can feel it, I can drive it. He's the same as that. Faith takes the place of it. It's it's not it, but it takes the place of it. So so when you speak to the mountain, say, Be thou removed, and believe those things which you say will come to pass, you shall have whatsoever. You say. You say. So there's a saying. Well, if God wants me healed, he knows where I am. You, so he must not want me healed. And if God wants me to have a new car, he knows where I am. and He knows where the car lot is. They can just call me. And nobody's ever heard of that happening, but yet people say, that's how I think it happens. And nobody's ever heard of that happening. No testimonies. Yeah, they called me and say, well, God spoke over us this weekend and we're sending you a new car. No. Words are the highway we drive on. Words. It's not what you believe. It's not what you think. Thinking does not do anything. Thinking is not a faith entity. Thinking is a soul entity. It's what we do in our natural emotions, our natural psyche. It's our spirit, our soul, our soul. Thinking is in the soul. We assess from our five natural senses, our experience, our hopes and dreams, and we assess that in there, and it's called thinking. But it doesn't do anything. God doesn't care what you think. He cares what you believe so much that you believe it. How much, how much believing do you have to do? Believing that speaks. Are you all here? It's believing that speaks. If your believing can't speak, then your believing needs more believing. It needs to grow. It needs to be tamped down. It needs to be nurtured. It needs to be fed. It needs to be exercised. If, you, if your faith can't speak... If you have to speak out of your thinking, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I got that car, I got that car, I got that car. If that comes out of your head, it didn't happen. Nothing happened. So we have to not think, we have to believe. How much do we have to believe? Believing that speaks. Because the Bible says in Mark, uh, in, it's in the Gospels. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you put in here, whatever you put in here, whatever you put in here, doubt and unbelief, fear, uh, danger, uh, a small identity, whatever you put in there, we'll know what you put in there. what did you put in there? I'm not telling. Sure you will. As soon as you open your little pie hole, we'll know exactly what you put in there. Because you can't help it. What you put in there. If you're fearful, we will hear it. It doesn't take long. I can get around anybody and spend 20 minutes and let them talk. And I can locate them exactly where they are in their faith. It's not like I'm spiritual. It's just you listen. You can hear fear. You can hear lack. You can hear uh, uh, disappointment. I'm just disappointed in God that he didn't come through for me. And so faith has a voice. And faith says, God did it, and it's done, and nothing else has to be said. Here's the th- cool thing about faith. Faith is finished. When you're in faith, nothing else has to be done by God to finish your faith. It's done. So that means that that faith, this is, this is challenging, that faith can make plans before what you're making plans for that depends on it happening, it makes plans anyway. Said I'm healed. So I'm 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 gonna enter the marathon. You go, well, aren't you gonna wait until everything lines up? Faith, I got it lined up. It's lined up. That's a poor example. I'm sorry, but that's just how it went. And so so we we need what do we need to do? We need to put in faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The God kind of faith comes by hearing the God kind of word. So if you don't hear this or if you hear the wrong this, God's in control and he might just smack you. Well, if you hear that, you're ducking and dodging all the time. So what part of the word becomes expectation? What is it that's... That's, that's in the word. We need all these scriptures I talked about. You can't just say, well, my God supplies all my need. That's generic. That's, that's broad. That's like you, you, you let God out of a slippery, you're not holding him to anything. I'm telling you, I'm holding him to all of it. You said, you said, you said, all sufficiency in all things abounding to every good work. You said. I'm holding you to what you said. By his stripes ye were healed. I'm holding him to what he said. Not just, well, my God supplies all my needs. Well, what's that? Well, just, you know, if anything comes in or if anything doesn't come in, I'm just going to say God did it and and that's all I'm going to say about that. And that's just not enough. We need specifics. And your faith, when it develops, will get specific. He's opening the windows of heaven for me because I'm a tither. I get so stirred up when I hear a tither complain about their little life. See, you're dumb as a stump. Because when you're a tither, that's the one thing. Now see, you can be separated from 10% of your money and not be a tither. Because the tither has seen the windows open but people that are just giving. Well, I have to give 10%. I don't like it. I wish it was nine. I wonder if I can do half. Those people, they're being separated from the money. They may give 10%, but they're not tithers. Tithers, they gave it all. Okay. Well, I got to (laughs) go. But not yet. Okay, so... So what part of the word becomes expectation? It's the part that you're willing to say. Not just keep it to yourself. Well, I don't want to tell anybody. Well, how come? Well, in case it doesn't work out. Oh, you don't really believe. You're just kind of road testing it. You're kind of taking this car out for a spin to see if you like it. And you'll bring it back to the dealership. You're not really in. Yeah. Well, so you've got to go tell somebody. I just want you to know, I just want you to know, Jane Lampley, that uh, this weekend I got healed. I received healing from my body, and uh, my leg is this, and my arm is that, and whatever. I just want you to know it happened this weekend. she go, really? I said, yep, I got it. Well, you're walking with a limp, and, it, and, and your arm is this, that, and the other. just want you to know I got it. If you don't tell it, you didn't get it. Merry Christmas. So what, was, what has to be spoken? That let me get the scripture here that uh, uh, where was I here? Just a second, hold on, I'm coming. Okay, verse 18. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So that's how we do. We, we tell the Lord, according to that which is spoken, that I have all sufficiency in all things. So I walk around saying, I got it. What do you got? I got all sufficiency in all things. According to that which was spoken. What was spoken? that you may abound to every good work and have all sufficiency in all things that you may abound to every good work. Uh, 1 Peter 2, 24. That which was spoken. By his stripes I was healed. That's what was spoken. I'm saying what was spoken. Abraham said what was spoken. Hey, mother of many. Hey, father of of multitudes. They had no kids. 25 years. Can you all imagine? Tripping over the... Tinker toys and the Lincoln Logs and the and the whatever for 25 years. That's what they were doing, wasn't it? They had a misfire. Sarah had a misfire. And you think, well, God understands and He'll do it because we need it so much and we're trusting Him for so much and we believe Him so much and we love Him so much and God can just do it this way because we've done lots of other stuff for Him and on and on and on. And I can tell you, it doesn't move him not one bit. He he delivers that which was spoken. And when you nail that, the whack-a-mole thing stops and you get to knock them all down and they don't come up. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. That might be spoken that I have all sufficiency in all things. Malachi 3, three ten That which was spoken, the tither has the windows of heaven open. And he has every, all, he, everything is poured out in his behalf. So much so that he's not easily able to receive it. That goes with Ephesians 3.20 that says, Exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or imagine. That's the Old Testament counterpart to the New. You go, nobody has this in their life. I'm working on it. Are you working on it? I said, are you working on it? Do you know where you would be if you didn't have what you have in your life to bring you to this space where you can even hear about the more. Can you imagine all the people that you would look like that are in your, in your life that don't have anything, that are wretched and poor, that are disappointed and disillusioned, that are, that are offended, offended? Tell me how many people are offended out there. That would be everybody. But not us. I'm in Him. I'm accepted in the beloved. <sighs> Whatever you say, sticks and stones, ha ha, ha. It doesn't matter, because you are who He made you are, that you agree. The Bible says, "Resist the devil and he will flee. So, according to what that was spoken, I resist the devil. And he flees from me. Well, did he go? Yes, he did. Well, what's that over there? Yes, he did. Well, what's happening over there? Yes, he did. He did flee. I was like, that bothers me. Yes, it aggravates you. It irks you. And that's why you would have a little life. is because there's always something that you get out of saying the promises. you got to pack them in there. Knowing them in your head is not enough. I like that scripture in Ephesians 1 it says, under his feet. <laughs> According to that which is spoken, everything is under my feet. Under his feet, which is where we are, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to figure out where to go. i got so many ways to go. So you're not who you say you are. Well, I'm Michael Billings, and here's my Social Security number. Here's my Medicare card. Here's my driver's license. This is who I am. That's not who you are. You are who you say you are that he said you are. You can't be something he didn't say you are, but you can be everything he said you are. Wouldn't that be broad? Wouldn't that be out there if you could be everything he said you are By simply agreeing with what he said about you saying who you are. Well, that's exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think. See, y'all are a little offended about this. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. But it's the key that opens the door. And so if anybody in here, just anybody says, I'm going to go open a few more doors. I got keys we've never used. And we have things we've never... Gotten. Let's go open some doors and see if what we need is behind those doors. And they will be. They are. I got one more scripture. So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Y'all can handle one more. I'll let you off the Wednesday after Christmas if you'll go there this morning. didn't work either. You know that didn't work. Anything that you and I are willing to extend our energy towards our, our so-called I'm in, I, I'm with that, I, I believe God, I, I'm with God, I'll serve God, I'll do whatever. Everything that you're willing to do for God listen to me. But you're not willing to commit with your words, just falls. It never goes. You get no rewards, you get no commendation, you get no supply, you get no help from heaven until you commit what you believe is in your heart to words that move mountains. That's a real big disappointment because people would like, they would like to just say, I'm thinking Jesus is Lord, how much does he want? it would be all of it cuz when he's lord we say he's lord let's all lift a hand and just say jesus is lord jesus is lord 2 Corinthians 4:13 we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written so it's referring to something in the old testament he's quoting We having the same spirit of faith. Do we have the same spirit of faith? I have the spirit of faith, y'all. It's more than just having faith. Spirit of faith is when you're in a continual mode of faith. You don't step out and step in. People say, well, I got this trouble coming. I'm going to have to get in faith about it. That's not the spirit of faith. spirit of faith is like, I got this thing coming. What, did, what was written? I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So speaking is part of our life. Now, there's a whole room of accountable people here that you could say without just ruffling feathers, like I just said to Jane, I just want you to know that on uh, de- December 11th, I received healing for my body, my back, my leg, or whatever, and I just want you to know I'm rejoicing that, that I've been healed by the stripes of Jesus. I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. And she go, okay, whatever, yeah, okay. But she knows that if I get up and say, oh, my leg's bothering me and I can't, I can't walk, she's going to know, that boy wasn't in faith. So I tell it, and it keeps me accountable. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to back up because Jane will see me. She'll go, what a putz, what a ding-dong. He got up there and said it, and then he didn't do it. We need accountability. The fact is, the truth is, we know this is about marriage. The people that, and I, I, I will get out there where I'm not supposed to be, but, but it's my pulpit right now today, and so I'm going to do it anyway. But people that won't speak words of commitment to get married, they just move in. Can you say that? On, yeah. They just move in, no words, no words. Then one day, one of them gets up and says, I'm going to move out. Because there's nothing there to hold them. There's no commitment there to say, this is who I am. I said I'm a married man. I'm a married woman. I'm 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 in this relationship. This is my wife. This is my husband. This is this is the union. We if you don't say that, you won't commit to that, and there's no power to to maintain that. And so there's no power. So they all fail. Not that all Christians marriages don't fail, but the ones that I've done, and I'm about 50%. I went back and looked at them and said, "What? What was the 50% that didn't work? It's because they wouldn't say. They just, they just like read the paper. Say this after me: I, Michael, take you to be my wet wife. And you know they're 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 off. They're in another world. So you got to say it because you believe it. And believing comes by hearing." And meditation. And let me just tell you this, and I will quit with this. We've got to meditate. You can't just scan it and say, okay, we read seven scriptures in church on Sunday, and that's real good. You've got to go back and meditate them. You've got to get in here and, and look at what Romans says, that he, let's see what he said. Let me Let me quote that. Romans 4. Who against hope, who against natural hope, believed in hope, supernatural hope? You got to make a transaction. How do you do that? Well, I just read it. I just read it, and so it happened. No, it didn't. We're working stuff out. Y'all, there's a process. You got to work stuff out. That ex that you've got or had, and he's still bothering you, and he's still gnawing on you, you got to work that out. You can't just go over there and slam him or write him a note and just, or, or, or have a, a security warrant for him or whatever. You've got to work that stuff out. When your kids hurt your feelings, you've got to work that stuff out. We've all had to work stuff out. You've got to work stuff out. You've got to meditate the word and says, I forgive that. Not just once, but you've got to go back and say, I forgive that. Why do I forgive that? Because I've been forgiven because I have the power. Just like the Lord Jesus had to forgive. Do you all know he had to forgive? He had to forgive. You go, well, he was God. No, he wasn't. Not, not on the earth. He operated as a man. If he didn't, we couldn't aspire to be like him. But John says, as he is, so are we in this world. So he lived above sin, but he was tempted. That means he could have been like us. He could have succumbed to sin, to temptation. Because he was tempted. If, if he wasn't really tempted, it's, it's, it's bogus. So we have to forgive these people. You have to forgive God. Well, I, you know, God didn't come through for me. My baby died back in 97. Yeah? You didn't know enough. My church secretary in, in, in West Texas, she got cancer, and I didn't know enough. I mean, I prayed for her. I did everything, but I didn't know enough. I just didn't know enough. I wish I had of, but I didn't know enough, and we lost her. It's, I'm not saying it's my fault, but certainly it was on my watch. Who's on your watch? We've got to release people. We've got to release people. So just take practice mo- modes. Just take Johnny Bob. And just start talking about him forcefully. Just say, okay, I'm going to just start talking about my brother-in-law or whoever that you have trouble with and just say, he's this and he's that and he's done this and he's done that and see what comes out. Drain your tank. Get it out and just say, I'm going to say everything there is to say about him. I'm not mad. I'm not upset, but I'm going to say everything. That scoundrel, that no good lying dog, you know, whatever. Then you'll find out what's in there. And if there's nothing bad in there, if you can say, you know, he's a good man. And he did what he did, but he didn't mean to. And I, you know, and I forgave him then. And so he's forgiven. Get it there and settle it. Settle it. Family, settle it. Settle it in 23. Settle it in 23. Get it out. Get it gone. Get it over. Because we got so much to do in 24. You can't be working on that stuff. And the Lord's given us space to say, "Get get rid of that. It's time for you to get rid of it, and start calling things. Start speaking. Speak to the mirror. if You have to speak in your closet. Speak, speak in your kitchens. Where, where speak going down the road. I have this, and I am that. Take a pro. Just just have someone pull up at the light next to you, and you're over there just motor mouthing. <laughs> By stripes, I'm healed. By stripes, and they're going. Of course, they're singing a song and you ought to see all the opera singers that I pull up next to. You know, just, just wailing on it. And you go, girl, you need, you, need to, you need to drive another mile because it hadn't happened yet. You understand what I'm saying? Let's do something with our faith in 24 by leaving right in 23. So in Jesus' name, put your hand on your, on your body somewhere. In Jesus' name, Right now, Lord, we commit to upgrade our life. Whatever, it, no, no matter how good or bad it's been, we're changing today. Say, I'm changing today. I'm changing today. I'm changing today. I've heard the Word. The Word's changed me. The Word's inspired me. I'm provoked to love and good works. I don't want to live a little life. Didn't even know I was living a little life, but now I see. I'm not near tapping out what God's got for me. So, Lord, I change in Jesus' name. I enlarge my capacity. I get room for more, Lord, because there's more coming, and I don't want it to hit me and fall off because it couldn't find a place to, to land. In Jesus' name, I will be the man, I will be the woman that you created me to be, that Jesus downloaded me to be, the, the, the course you've called me to run and the race you've called me to finish. I will do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you, you're coming back soon. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter today, tomorrow, or next year. It doesn't matter. You're going to catch us doing the will of God. You're going to catch me speaking to the mountain every day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Hallelujah. Well, somehow, somehow, he got out at 10 till. But then he said, let's stand up and sing a song so it may not work out after all.